Hi, Oye, let's talk listeners. Discretion is advised for this episode as some of the topics may be triggering. The hosts of Oye, let's talk podcast stand for women's equality in all aspects of life and will continue to create dialogue and ways to promote the equality for all women. Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. Hey everyone, so we're back on the mic again, but this time with some special guests. They're also podcast hosts, pretty gnarly, and they're known as Mas 58. Everyone give them a round of applause from your cars, from your podcast, wherever you're at. That's perfectly fine. (laughs) They're going to go ahead and give some intro and explain this podcast's name. Uh, so my name is Pablo. Uh, I am one of the three members of Mas 58, a uh, Venezuelan podcast uh, where we discuss, I don't want to say about everything because I feel like every podcast is about everything. So I'll try to narrow it down. Uh, we do a lot of uh, controversies. We do a lot of philosophy. We do a lot of, um, um, what's the word that we normally do, Chiki? Esoterico, bro. No, not a dude. Conspiracy, <laughs> that's it. Um, we do a lot of conspiracy theories. We do a lot of religion. We do what we try to do is talk about topics that we no, don't normally talk about. Okay. Um, Would you say that they're kind of taboo in a way or just controversial? Sure. Often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a theology master and a psychology major. Hold yeah. up, hold up, hold up. Tell our people where you're at. Because we got a lot of Floridians who listen to this podcast. What part of Florida are you from? Where are you at right now? Well, right now, uh, most of us are in Weston or Sunrise. That's close to Fort Lauderdale, uh, Miami, you know. That, that hey, whole we got some South Florida in the house. Hey. I dig it, I dig it. <laughs> Originally from Venezuela, but here we are. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to Antonio, but you go by another name. I'm Tony. I grew up in Venezuela. I moved here when I was like 15 years old. And by here, I mean Florida, even though I'm not here. I'm in Philadelphia, but I'll get to that. I graduated from Nova Southeastern. So shout out, shout out to Davey, Florida. It's a, yay. Double <laughs> major in um, biology and neuroscience and a minor in math. And I spent a lot of time doing like research and working in the healthcare field, volunteering because I wanted to go to med school. And I made it into med school this year, and I'm studying medicine at the University of Pennsylvania. That's why I'm in Philadelphia. And wow, so casual. You guys say impressive. This. <laughs> Absolutely easy. <laughs> continue, please. Continue telling us how great you are. <laughs> Thank you. Hardly. Anyways, that's the boring stuff. I like to play guitar and skateboard for fun. That's what I love. And recently, my boys don't know this, but I took like some salsa lessons yesterday and i love that shit. was it hard video coming soon Yo. <laughs> not yet like if, yes in a please month. <laughs> tony was it hard it it actually was very helpful because everybody tried teaching me my aunts my ex my mom my grandma and nobody could get through my thick skull but like this class totally oh. like put it into steps for me and i was able to like get behind it that's awesome. If your ex is listening to this, you did not teach him salsa for clarification. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and to our next guest, <laughs> who also has a nickname, Fernando. Go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Uh, so my name is Fernando. I go by Chiki. It comes from from me being the youngest and the smallest one at my house. <laughs> my brother is both older and like a head taller than me. Um, I moved here 2011, I believe, when I was also like 15, 16. And I recently graduated from FIU, from mechanical engineering. And I'm working at the same company that Pablo's working down here in, in Florida. Same from Western, uh, the Sunrise Davy area. You already know, Danny, Manny, and myself, we're all journalists, writers, if you can say. And we're now put in a group who seem very sciencey and mathy, some yeah. may call STEMI. And what better way to have a battle of the sexes for this episode? Two different types of brains, ways of thought, and we're going to be talking about stereotypes and all the things that may anger men and women. It's going to be a great conversation, <laughs> but because I do identify as a woman and Danny and I are now here in a group of men to make this battle <laughs> of the sexes fair, we've decided to make Manny the neutral party. So I'm going to toss it's it to on. him to host the rest of this episode. Guys, but. it's a pleasure to have you guys here. You brought on these very, as they said at the very beginning, controversial <laughs> guests to our podcast. <laughs> And we decided to talk about the same here. thing. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and we're going to talk about some of the things that we talked about on their podcast. But now with more female perspective, with Gabby and Danny, we can kind of really pick each other's sides. I'm going to start with our guests. And I'm going to ask you guys, what are some typical female stereotypes that we usually hear? And now just so everyone's aware and doesn't feel out of place, a stereotype is a widely but held fixed and oversimplified image. And, you know, sometimes they are bad. And if, if someone believes in their stereotypes and can lead into discrimination or prejudice, but stereotypes are shortcuts by the brain. What are some shortcuts, men, that you have about females? Well, I can start speaking by saying the ones that I know. Uh, I don't know if I have them. Um, and just a caveat, just a parenthesis, uh, anything that, that we say or that I say personally or that the guys from Asi Ocho will say, uh, it has no intention of hurting anybody. It has no intention of alienating anybody. Um, we just want to have uh, this the most truthful conversation we can. Uh, the most honest conversation we have we can without actually hurting anybody this is i feel this is an open place to to have a this sort of discussion and on um, the same token if i feel offended i will let you know Igual. <laughs> all right then uh having said that um some of the stereotypes that i know of are for example uh women are more emotional than men women are seemed as softer, more nurturing, more friendly towards more emotion than men. Men are tend to be thought of as more rigid, more looking for structure and strength. And uh, I wish you guys can see these. Uh, the girls are just acting out whatever I'm saying. It's great. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, that's as far as I go with my knowledge of stereotypes uh do i fall into them probably i probably tend to take make decisions well with my girlfriend that i just decide you know what i'm doing i'm taking the decision i'm just gonna do it 
and uh, then I'll, I'll then I'll ask for forgiveness. Then I'll say I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll figure out afterwards. Right now, we it's right now, and it's my plan. And so, it, men tend to be more possessive. Uh, women tend to be more um, caring. That's how I've been taught. Yeah. On that note, the first thing that came to mind for me was like loving and caring, which does not necessarily need to be the case. But that was like my first right. The first stereotype that came to mind. After that, I don't know why. I, I don't think I lived by this because I couldn't care less about cars. But the other thing I thought of was, was like bad with cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know, same as, same as, uh, as Pablo was saying, most likely I do uh, partake, I guess, into these types of, of stereotypes with women. And, uh, and of course, men as well. I feel like, well, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, the women are supposed to be in the kitchen. I didn't go to, right, to okay. like the emotion side of things immediately. My brain just went to like, oh, women are supposed to go to be in the kitchen or women are supposed to like take care of the kids and they stay home when the dad goes to work. That's usually like, at least that's what I, that's the main thing I see. I feel like right now it's not being that way, which I think it's great, but I feel like that's the idea. That's like the, the, the thing that's been sold to us from previous generations. And then I will go at same with like what Tony's saying with the car, for example, uh, usually at least in my house, for example, I have to change the oil on my car. My mom will be like, Oh no, that's your dad's job. Right. It's like, can't you do it like, too? It doesn't like, have to necessarily be my dad or me that has to go and change the oil. But I feel like that comes from that same stereotype that, it's been told that women are usually bad at things with the car. And then you unconsciously fall into that and default into, you know, asking for your men or whatever to do the service on your car. So our simplified version of the female stereotype includes nurturing in the kitchen, good with cooking, bad with cars. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's fine it's an oversimplified it's you know you can tell yourself no obviously this is not true or you can act on it and be like oh this is true i'm gonna you know but obviously our that's our brain's initial what you guys thank you for answering the question genuinely you're like the first thing i thought of was and these are common stereotypes that our society holds of women danny and gabby what are what do you what are some stereotypes that you can add from the, the ones they just added and how do you feel you guys perceive those stereotypes? So uh, definitely strong. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind, like nurture in a sense, like I'm thinking like right off the bat, womb, like pregnancy, you think of the color blue or pink, right? So like blue is often associated with uh, men and pink for whatever reason, girls, Barbies, etc. Definitely cars, definitely gaming. We're told that like guys are very stubborn, and that they're, they obviously are like more logical and somewhat emotionless. Like they're kind of soulless. Sometimes they don't really think of like the sensitive side necessarily. They're more standard fact-based and obviously being mainly the provider of the family. So they bring the money to the house. They earn more money than women, etc. Yeah, I'm going to aggressively agree with a lot of these because straight up, I was like, female stereotype is that they got to cook. They got to have kids. Uh, Nowadays, if you say you ain't going to have children, they're like, oh, what kind of woman are you? And it's an mm -hmm. expectation. One of the stereotypes that I hate is this whole idea that like, if you don't know how to cook, how are you going to get a man? Yo, listen, 
How many all times have you heard that from your mother, your aunt, tu abuela? To my grandma, all the time. Yeah. But I'm always like, hello, if you go to a fancy restaurant, the chef is always a man. So they can learn how to cook because they're clearly getting mm, like recognition not for it. always. I feel like nowadays it might be. Yeah, because mo- the feminist movement has moved far. But if you if you want to list all female and male chefs. I can pull up Google for you. But anyway, <laughs> but. Okay, t- a quick in- like interruption in that point. I don't know if you guys saw not too long ago, Burger King tweeted something like women belong in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you familiar with that? Absolutely. Uh, that's just it came up to my to mind when you when you mentioned the chefs and, uh, and the, how many cooks are in the kitchen and stuff being made like primarily male in the kitchen. Yeah, I can't say uh, that was a good PR move by Burger King. I'm sure they've learned that we are in 2021 and not appropriate, but not to belabor the conversation. Other stereotypes is that men play video games. Girls should know how to do the laundry or like learn how stuff, like how to take a stain out of a white shirt or how to iron and et cetera. And like, how can men survive without them? And they, women don't know how to handle money. That's why men bring home the bacon and et cetera. So it's just fun little 50, 1950s stereotypes that I think are just still subtly in our society. But again, it's subtle. We're moving away from it just a little bit. Oh, and my favorite, that. sorry, I just thought of something else. Women can throw, like women, women, can you throw <laughs> a girl? Oh my God, that drives me insane. What do you mean throw? <laughs> Like, like like a baseball, you throw like, like a, a girl, girl. Basketball, you run like a girl. Yeah. Like that's a bad thing. Yeah, you run like a girl. Or hands. It's, it's it's seen as a sport related insult. Yeah. Right. Like girls are not good at sports, right. and right. I know a lot of guys who tend to be sensitive, but they don't want to show that. So I think that's part of the stereotype in a way. Like society has shown us that it's bad to show our emotions, whether it's guy or girls. But for girls, it's like forgiven because you're a girl. Like this is what you do. And for guys, bro keep it in you know like what are you doing you're losing it yeah, so I, I would agree like the men don't cry sometimes you stub your toe really bad and you got to let out a tear I don't think that's necessarily related to gender like pain and yeah. pain. Or, or hell you know, sometimes you just break up with your girl or your guy and you just are heartbroken and you get to cry that's totally right. fine as well gentlemen do you feel like that stereotypes makes it harder for you to open up or be more you know be more vulnerable I used to Maybe uh, during high school, after high school, I grew up in a sort of like religious youth group uh, environment. Um, I was taught that emotions are okay. I learned to embrace them. And so when I want to cry, I just cry, period. And I don't really, can I swear here in this podcast? I don't know. I don't give a yes. fuck it, whatever, whoever is seeing or what people think. If I'm crying, I'm crying. That's it. And I don't care what you're thinking. If I feel happy, I'll feel happy. If I feel sad, I'll feel sad. And that's it. Uh, we talk a lot about how machismo affects women, but we don't talk enough about how machismo affects men. We are also, as men, uh, seen to be placed in some sort of barrier and some sort of container where we're supposed to act a certain way, where we're supposed to bring the food and the money and where we're supposed to be the, the pillar of the family. And so you feel the pressure, you would say. Exactly. You're pressured into it because it gives some sort of structure to be in. And so they don't have to question who they are. Once they start getting out of that 
structure per se, then they start questioning who they are, what are they supposed to be doing? Am I treating them wrong? Then if I have been mistaken all these years, then I've heard a lot of people, you know, that, and it gets into a whole other world. Since you've been mentioning that we've been kind of pressured because I do feel the same way as pressured by the stereotypes or society, I guess, uh, like you have to be like bringing the money, all of, the, all of those things that, that Pablo mentioned. And then when you start questioning that, you don't know how to deal with your own emotions because you've been suppressing them all the time as well. And you were never taught how to deal with them. Yeah. So I think that leads to like what I want to say that I think that vulnerability is a matter of emotional maturity and how much you are comfortable with that, the bad aspects of yourself. And I think that there is a lot of power actually from expressing vulnerability because in a way you're saying like, you know, fuck the consequences of showing my true self. Like, this is who I am. And these are the things that I stand for. And these are my fears and my shortcomings. And I'm human like anybody else. It does require a lot of machista qualities, even to be vulnerable. Like to be brave. Exactly. Like to be brave and to be sure of yourself and to be, you know, strong in that way. And so now let me turn the coin over, right? A woman who is strong, independent, fierce, maybe ruthless, right? With maybe her career, her personal life, or the way she portrays herself is seen as, hmm, you're a little rough. You're too strong. uh, Yeah. Like it's just, it's just too much. Or the, the women who identify that they consider themselves a feminist, for example, Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of my guy friends and even some girlfriends who are like, why is there a need to, to be a feminist? Like, why can't you just say that you're for everyone and that you just want equality basically that feminist comes with its own stereotype it's almost like an aggressive woman who is that's what it is aggressive woman all bra burning liberal try a man hater the tone is very different than just saying oh i'm someone for equality versus feminist it just has a different sound to it and i would argue that saying feminism is almost like similar to machismo like they both have these Mm -hmm. negative connotations when the qualities actually probably are what have gotten either gender or anyone who falls in between to the point that we're at. I would debate that uh, feminism and machismo looks look very much alike, but they're, they're marketed towards a guy or a girl. I was taught or the way I perceive machismo to be a negative thing is because machismo relates to a man kind of belittling women, that it's very patriarchal and that women are more like second-class citizens whereas feminism is even though it has an aggressive tone like Gabby said that that is moving towards equality for women and men giving a voice to women right Uh, but however how feminism is perceived and also I, I will say correct me if I'm wrong women want to not reach equality but rather uh, suppress uh, men and so that's, I think that's how I uh, that's how I've seen it being perceived. Now, I've had feminist teachers, nuns that have been my teachers, and they are fantastic people and they're open minded people. And uh, if I was a woman, I would consider myself a feminist because it's not a negative thing. It's uh, I believe I do believe in equality. I do believe that there is oppression, um, social oppression. I do believe in in many things that a lot of women are fighting for what I don't believe in. Are you a feminist? I couldn't consider myself one because I'm not a woman. 
I, don't I think, think I have to I, okay, you don't so, have so to be a woman to be a yeah, feminist. You just yeah. mentioned two things that I wanted to point out that are misconceptions. Fe- the the reason why feminism is viewed as such a negative thing is precisely what you just said that it's viewed in a way that people think that women want to suppress men and they want to be above them. And in reality, if you look at the definition and all of these feminist leaders um even the famous ones, when they go on talk shows and they they ask them, you know, like, what is a feminist and why are you seeing, why are you getting such hate, you know, comment on your social media? And they explain it. It's because they believe that we want to be better than them. And that's not true. We, we, we're just, we literally just want equality. We want women to be on the same pedestal as men. And another misconception was that you don't have to be a woman or identify as a female to be a feminist. Again, it just means that you just want equality for both sexes. Technically, well, that is the definition of it. Whether or not people misconstrued it, I guess that's up to everyone. So let's get the record straight before we continue on this conversation. Why don't we see go round robin right now and see who does consider themselves a feminist? Why or why not? I'll go first. Yeah, thank you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had a lot of difficulty uh, adding this to my identity, and it's something I explored as well as being Latina. And what that meant, because feminism to a Latina is very different and likely, I think, much more radical than being a white cisgendered feminist. But yes, I do consider myself one because I realize that I'm not looking to suppress men or to overpower them, but to fight for fair treatment. And I think that's what it is at the end of the day. The root of who I am is someone who wants equality for all and for everyone to be seen as individuals but understand that they come from different experiences and women included um i I like to answer uh, finish a little discussion or conversation that we're having um the reason why i can't feel comfortable by calling myself a feminist is because i feel like i will be seen as a hypocrite since i am a a guy and i identify as a guy and i do not know what it feels like to be oppressed by or the the way that a woman has been oppressed. Uh, And so I can speak out in support, but I know a lot of people that would call me a hypocrite if I called myself a feminist and hence my clarification of why I don't call myself a feminist. Now, having said that, if we're just going to talk about, oh, do you support this idea or not? Yes, I totally do. Um, if, and if I was, uh, if I identified myself as a woman, I would definitely identify also as a feminist, but I do not, I can't quite get there because morally speaking, I don't think that I have some sort of right or not. Wait, I'm so, I'm very curious at this Sure. because I've always learned that you can be a man or a woman. You like, you don't need to be of a certain gender to support women's equality which is of course and obviously feminism is different for every even for every woman it's such an umbrella term to to even say feminist because feminist and feminism means you know different things to different women indeed but at the end of the day whether i think it boils down to a question of do you believe in women's equality or not i think that's a better question to ask because i I don't think it boils down to that question no why not because i think well i guess it comes to my my main argument is that true feminism in its platonic form, it's striving towards equality between both males and females. And it's usually set in the setting where it is hard to argue in the fairness of equality of, of the workforce, for example, or equality in voting. 
things that are inalienable rights for human beings, like things that should not be denied, you know, to exactly de denied to anybody. So I guess in that sense, I am like a hundred percent a feminist. But when I start having problems with feminisms, is when equality starts blending also into what means to be a man, what means to be a female. Because I think that those two things cannot be reconciled. You cannot have equality of the sexes, otherwise you would have no sexes. Otherwise you would have no stark differences or no stark roles between like what nature intended for it to be men Wait, and for it to be men. I need you to expand a little bit. Are you talking about the biologicalness, the like the testosterone and the chemical balance or are you talking Not about necessarily. like it, it's very it's very all-encompassing the way that men do things is completely different from the way that women do things and i think that's beautiful i need sorry i need like concrete examples when you say that say you put a you put a woman to do a simple i don't know a simple excel sheet she will find a way to make it in most cases of course prettier more organized even more effective than most men would. Men would just put the numbers, put the freaking, I don't know, equation, and here's your number. And I think there is beauty in both. You cannot strive for making like both processes equal because even our brains are wired differently. At the point of like making men and women equal, I'm okay when it comes to terms like rights. labor, rights, you know, things that we share. But at the point of making men and women equal, in the way we think, in the way we behave, in the way... So you're saying yeah. inherently, that we're all right. inherently different, so there's no way to reach that sense of equality. Exactly. Not that inherently, but in the rights, in, in, the, in the point of view of rights and social and all that, yeah, I agree that we could. But I want to say the reason why feminism came about was because, um, in fact, they didn't have all of these rights, right? They didn't course, have voting yeah. rights. They didn't have, right. they still don't have equal pay. So I think when it comes to those types of numbers and concrete facts, I want to say that's what, where feminism comes about. The thing is that it has consequences because as any like philosophical doctrine, there's like degeneration of it down the line. So like socialism, for example. There's beautiful socialism examples and there's terrible socialism examples. The same can happen with feminism or the role of men. And then you get like certain extremists that are like, oh, we hate men. Like, we, I can't stand men or like, and I, it's terrible because there's extremes in like every association in every group. I feel like we see that now too, though. We see a lot of women say, man, guys suck. And guys also saying, you know, girls are this and that, especially during a breakup, right? And that's I want to hear from toxic. Cheeky. It's because I've been thinking, I'm not completely sure about what feminist, like feminism is actually trying to achieve. Like in what specific points are we talking about being equal? It's kind of my, my question. If it's equal rights, equal work, like I don't know exactly what it is that we're trying to achieve for us to be equal. Just Give to provide a... some perspective to mm -hmm. like, and I'm speaking as a woman and from the eye in this case. Some of you may not know there's waves of feminism. It first came with like voting rights and then labor rights and et cetera. So it depends if you're talking about feminism, the movement, then there are certain things they're trying to achieve right now. The wave of feminism is trying to fight for representation and intersectionality because a lot of these movements were spearheaded by white women. Now it's a different type of feminism explaining that all types of women deserve 
the rights that have been fought for beforehand. Now, when we're talking about feminism as an identity, that's essentially speaking to, in this case, for the sake of our conversation, the rights that we don't have or the equality that we seek socially. So as Pablo mentioned, equal pay, like in the labor force, being considered for the STEM engineering, any type of science jobs, like we're not considered because of the stereotypes there, or we're not paid the same as a man because we're seeing that we can't work just as hard or for whatever reason, we're not as capable. So I would argue like we're discussing the identity, if whether or not you agree with adding that to your identity, that label, or versus do you want to be part of the movement? Like, do you, can you be considered that? Cause in Paulo's case, he's saying that he can't identify because he doesn't feel that oppression. Then that makes sense. He doesn't feel comfortable describing himself as part of the movement. And that's what I'm interpreting as well. Like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I hope oh, that good. clarifies a few things. I kind of want to weigh in. Um, no, you're the neutral party. You no, can't. No, never mind. It uh, just went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, would you guys agree that there's a system of oppression against women? Social? Yes. Everywhere, in every sense of the word, there is oppression for women, obviously social. But what in what other senses are oppression? That's the thing with me. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure I agree with that. But you don't think might... women are oppressed? I'm not so, sure. So here's because, the thing. I... Because I, I don't, the, the, thing, the thing with me is, is similar to what Paolo was saying about not being a woman. So I can't tell you that you're not being oppressed if you're a woman. I can't tell you that. Right, I can't so... say that there's no oppression because if you feel oppressed, then there is oppression. If you feel like you are not getting paid what you're supposed to be paying, then there's not equal pay. I feel like it's, it's a conversation that it's too broad. Like it's a broad conversation that boils down to an, a specific point. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that's fair. I think your point is that if you feel it, it's there. And since you're not a woman and you're not necessarily feeling the things that are associated with feminism, you can't identify one way or the other. I Yes, that's pretty much what I'm saying. And, and at the same time, I'm not saying I don't believe women when they say that they're being oppressed. It's just that I can't tell you personally that those things are happening because they're not happening to me. And I don't, but you just I, said that you believe women who say I, I, I will believe I, like if okay. you tell me if you tell me like hey like I've 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 been oppressed I've been I don't know sexualized I've been stereotyped I've been all of those those things who am I to tell you that you're not feeling those things or that you you're you're seen that way Pablo do you feel like women are oppressed from a social standpoint and historical standpoint yes from a legal standpoint I don't think so from a legal standpoint and what do you mean like um i'm a human resources coordinator okay when i hire someone i'm not looking if they're male or female i'm looking if they have the qualifications that legally, might just be me right. i mean legally right legally no, not legally not legally i i or or at least i strive to do this okay and so um i'm not looking at if you're a guy or girl i'm looking at your resume i'm look i'm listening to what you're saying your experience all these things it's not about whether you have a penis or not it's about whether you can do the job and that's it and legally speaking i'm not allowed either so and legally speaking on equal pay it's illegal like i that is discrimination that is a legal something that i can be sued for 
So I am not doing that either. Not because I can't, but because it doesn't make sense to do so. But you can't also. And I can't <laughs> also. Tony, did you want to add anything? I've seen like, I've seen like the figures of um, certain figures of like disparities in same, same work with women, like men, women. I've seen also like in my school, there's like very few women faculty. And whenever there is like a woman and minority faculty, they're applauded for achieving the things. Now, I don't think I know enough. It seems like oppression on the surface. It sure does. But are there other factors in play? Is it like ill intention oppression or is it oppression by like standards and norms that society imposes to some people? Like, I'm not sure. I, I just have a quick question for you three. So you, we have a new presidency, right? We have a new administration and this administration is known for breaking a lot of barriers, right? A lot of firsts. So not necessarily if you're conservative or liberal, just breaking a lot of firsts. Sure. So Kamala Harris became the first vice president ever, right? As, as a woman, she broke that barrier. Um, do you understand why feel like this is such a huge accomplishment yeah yeah of course it's a first it's a and a first is always important and it shouldn't have been the first it shouldn't be in the 45th or and there, whatever and, and there you go and that i think is a perfect example of systematic uh in indifferences in when it comes to gender the fact that it took this long like yes wow what an amazing accomplishment but just as pablo just mentioned why did it take us this long and i think that's a perfect example um when you're talking about wanting equality. But, but is I think, that, I think that's that, social, but rather. Yeah, that's- Both, it's also professionally, right? Like that's one of the highest positions you can get being in the White House. So we're not at the presidency yet. There's been nominees, uh, women nominees, but the fact that she won as vice president, that says a lot. But that's that's like- kind of that's kind of what I, what, I, what I, what Tony was mentioning uh, just now about other facts coming into play. Right. I feel like I got to clarify because of that. Yeah. Is that, and this is a question is not like, I'm, I'm actually trying to, to figure this out. Has it, has it been this long just because it's, she's a female or has it been this long because of some other reasons? And, and, and that's the ongoing question that a will never know. And B the fact that that's even in question, right? The fact that we're even discussing if gender plays a role when it shouldn't, but the fact that it is. But then know, again, but then again, that's a social oppression. That's not a legal oppression. But it's also professional. And and the legal is like on the surface, right? Because if you're talking about companies and how much they pay, for, yes, an HR representative will tell you that's absolutely incorrect. But at the same time, you don't know what the company corporate standard. Okay, right? no, I'm heated. So I'm gonna bring this up. Legal reason, social reason, I think they intertwine at the end of the day because you are trying to tell me, pardon, what I'm gathering is no other woman in all of the years of this country had been qualified for those positions. And you're saying whether it's a so- for social reasons, but legally women were qualified. Correct. I think they were qualified and I think that society just wasn't mature enough if i will if we will call it something uh to to allow for something new for to allow for a woman to be a vice president to be a president to be a ceo to be a head running a multi-million dollar industry 
it's just society not ready to do so. You but said, I don't. You said Pablo, the word you said our society was too in, not mature enough. <clears throat> but I think that's a euphemism for sexist. Like our country was too sexist. Like replace sure. what you're saying with sexist. Our sure, country sexism was too sexist. is immature. I, I agree. At the end of the day, what is legally? What does that even mean when you're not even given that opportunity? Because laws were created based on society. Like before there was a judge or a Supreme Court justice, it was the law to call them Mr. Justice. Also, all of our founding fathers, hence fathers, are all men. Correct. And a lot of our laws addressed men, not women. All men are created equal. If it weren't for social pushes, we wouldn't have the legal standing that you're describing today. And a perfect example, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg literally fought laws on the basis of sex because legally men were described as one thing. One of her first most famous cases was women were legally caregivers. Men were not considered as such. So because one man was trying to claim his at risk with health mother on his taxes, he couldn't get a tax break for her. But she fought and represented that man all the way to the Supreme Court saying that on the basis of sex, the law was not on his side. And there were many other ways by breaking barriers with the one case involving a man. That's how she continued to fight for women as she did not consider herself a feminist for legal equality. So that's where I believe that the two intertwine. It doesn't make sense to say that women have equality legally, like maybe now at this point, and you are probably more knowledgeable than I am working in human resources, that we've made it somewhere in that aspect, but that was not always the case, which is why I go to 100% 100 agree. We were never like this before. We are the most open we've ever been in our history. I 100% agree with you on that on that point. But I can only speak of the now because I don't know of the history. And right now, I know that if I don't hire a woman just because she's a woman, I get sued. That's it. If yeah, I, I, guess, I guess, I guess there, there, there could be a. You could make the argument, or you can be like, "Oh, I didn't want to hire her because she didn't have the qualifications." The qualifications. Yeah, yeah. Or I you mean, really of not course. hiring because she's a woman. If you, if you're gonna be dishonest, I mean, I always part from the honesty standpoint. So. Of course. If, if you're going to be dishonest, you can make whatever bullshit you want and you can get away with it. I mean, that is parting from that all humans are, in, are inherently liars. And so I rather think from the other side since I am a theology major, a master. So <laughs> let's go from to a more positive note. Manny, we can sure. take it away. We still have some games to play. Go for it. Hey, no, I want to get to my next topic. Before we get to the fun part, I'll hit another hard hitting. <clears throat> go for it. And it's about male privilege. And I want to bring this up oh, because geez. <laughs> I, I'm going to set it up and I'm going to gauge what you guys have to think. Sure. I, as a man in this society, I will admit that I didn't realize I have this privilege. until I went to college and I took this class. It was a class that was training me to be an RA, a resident assistant for a student, like student dorms. And one of the lessons was learning about privilege and learning about the male privilege. And one <laughs> of the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, if I interrupt you. Uh, could you give me an example so that? I, yeah, that I'm. I'm gonna set it up right now. One of the biggest examples I usually hear with male privilege is: Have you ever been afraid to walk to your car at night or go on a walk 
because that's a constant fear that women have. And to us men, it's literally just the passing thought of, oh, let me go get something in the car. Whereas a woman's like, oh, can you come with me? Or like, no, I'm afraid. And that's something that's gonna just overpass your head. And I'm gonna share this story of one time. And it's, I think it's, I've, I'm, and I've been in a situation where I don't recognize my male privilege in the moment. And one of the big moments, one of the biggest learning moments I had, I remember it was like very late night on, on campus and we were like dropping off a friend. This was like past 12. And this friend goes, mind you, it's like, it's a, it's a car full packed of guys. It's like one in the morning on campus. This is one girl's like walking to her dorm room. And my friend rolls down the window and he's like, sup girl. Like it was like a joke. He would always do it. It was like his little, um, you know, catchphrase kind of thing. And this girl literally darted to her dorm room, like to the entrance of the dorm room. In the moment that was like so funny. Like I was like, oh, we were just laughing it off. And it wasn't probably like a year later where I actually was telling the same story in a class in my senior year in this other class. And there was only two guys, me and a friend in that class. So the class was just women. And I told that story and my professor was like, why do you think that's funny? And I remember everyone just, everyone looking at me. And I'm like, you're right. That's not funny. Like that is so oh my God. effed Lucky. up that we did that. Like to us in the moment, it was just like a funny act or, but in, like, that's so traumatizing. I want to, I want, to give Danny and Gabby the stage and kind of talk about it. And then I want to ask you guys, do you recognize this as the first time you're hearing about this? Um, Do you not agree with it? Gabby and Danny. So I have a storied history with male privilege. I've seen it in a lot of uh, ways. One time I, where I'm sitting right now, I know our listeners can't see, but I have a window next to me and random people walking around felt like it was okay to go beyond the bushes and up to my window to come scare me. And they're people that I don't know. They were men. I've had instances where men have gotten my number some way or some form. I remember I was 11 years old and I was getting very creepy cell phone calls and I had just gotten a new number. My parents had to put it on private for a long time. I've had to change my number. And this actually happened to me recently, like a year and a half ago that my fiance got me pepper spray and security cameras and such. And I was scared to leave my house for a little bit or walk my dog at night because someone said that a man called me to say that he knew where I lived and he knew where I worked and I work at night. So I had to have security escort me even into the building of the office. And I'm like, wow, I cannot imagine like if a man had the job that I did at these hours, then be as nervous as I am going to work right now. And I don't want to describe it necessarily as like male privilege, but this, I would prefer to call it some of the realities that women face. And those are just a few examples of things that I don't think men could fathom. And Manny, to your story, like I have been someone that decided, okay, I'm going to stay at the club longer and wait until it's time they kick us out because I'd rather go home in a group than try to go home by myself and take an Uber or something. But to the Uber point, I always check the license plate. And I make sure but I am like three feet away before I get into a car because of stuff that has happened to me. And I triple check and I'll ask the driver, like, roll down your window. I need to see your face. What's your license plate number? Do you know it off the top of your head? Like people make fun of me because it's a little harsh <laughs> to get into an Uber with me. I take a lot of precautions, but it's because you never know. And I've experienced that firsthand. Similarly, I mean, my parents, particularly my mom, my dad's more like, you know, you can fend for yourself. And if you ever need anything, you can call us. But my mom is very, 
you know, even if I'm asleep, send me the the Uber link. Like I know you're you're doing whatever you want to do, and you know you're wee hours up at night, and I know you need to get home. I didn't have a car in Chicago, for example. I didn't have a car in Gainesville. You know, sometimes, like Abby said, I would wait until my friends were tired enough to go home because I didn't want to go by myself. I'm probably the the one out of all of my friends who normally goes to bed earlier. That obviously messed up with my schedule. But I I have to say, I don't think I've had it as bad as Gabby. I've never had anyone peek through my window or anything like that. I have had um, reporter type uh, threats. And that has made me kind of uh, like scared at times because I feel like my male counterparts don't have that or maybe they do have threats they take it as you know mess with me type of thing like they're not going to come at me and a woman it's more you know they're they're seen as vulnerable and I definitely have felt vulnerable at that time the whole male privilege is embedded in us since we're little we're always told to take care of ourselves to be vigilant always go in a group don't go to the bathroom by yourself and you see a lot of these memes where you compare guys and girls and how guys just go in and out for a second and they're done and girls they take a whole group but we're we're taught to do that to not go by them by ourselves because you never know if a guy's gonna walk into the the woman's restroom and like peek under and take a photo and part of it could be an exaggeration to some extent to scare girls and, and make sure that they're extra cautious but at the same time, I think they stem from somewhere because these stories are repeated over and over and over again. You know, how often do we hear about rape and sexual assault? Not to say that it doesn't happen to men because it does. And, and you hear even less stories, um, I, I would argue. But at the same time, it's like it is a thing where we're constantly thinking of. Like as a reporter, I'm often traveling by myself. I'm the one driving to these random places, meeting up with random strangers, covering a story by myself. I'm a one woman show. And oftentimes I'm in a public place and guys will whistle. And that makes me very uncomfortable. Like I'm out there shooting, you know, my material. I have to do a stand up. I have to be in front of the camera and I'm solo. And these guys in trucks walk by honk. And it's like, is there a need for that? And now I think of my male counterparts do they get honks? Do girls whistle down the street? And no, it doesn't happen. Before I toss it to you, gentlemen, I want to mention another an example of another male privilege that just came to my head. And it's one specifically with, with politicians. I think male politicians have the male privilege of them, nobody wearing about what they're wearing. And I even caught myself, you, Danny, you mentioned the Hillary Clinton earlier. And I remember when she was running, I found myself some several parts be like, oh, she looks raggedy or like, why is her hair not fixed? Or like, why is she wearing? And I'm like, I would never say that about a male politician, her demeanor or anything. So that's just another example. Well, I've never been scared to go to the bathroom by myself or go outside by myself or go on a walk by myself, to be honest with you. It's, it literally has never crossed my mind. And I think that's part of the male privilege. Gentlemen, is this the first time you're hearing about this? Do you think you, do you believe in this or what, what, what's your opinion on this? Do I believe in it? Yes. Um, do, would I call it that I am privileged because it doesn't happen to me? I, I think I would call it female harassment rather than male privilege. You are being stripped a, we get to have it? Yes. But I, I guess it depends on how you see it. From which side do you see it? Do you see it from uh, you're being given this right that women don't have or you, women are being stripped this right that guys do. I guess you could take it from there. Does it happen? 100%. Uh, women walking to a car at night 
it's personally uh, more dam more dangerous than a guy walking to a car at night. It's that that I'm there's not even a worthy debate there. I well at least for me, it is quite obvious. Women are targets of more sexualizing, and women are more vulnerable to attacks of such things. Even society, uh, from speaking from a from a politician point of view, like like Manny was saying, society's expecting more from women, or or they're being looked under some sort of looking glass, microscope, microscope if you will. But um, why is why are men not being under looked under that microscope? The same way women are. That's a great question. I guess it's because men are doing the looking and not women. And so, and women, would, I don't think they would do it because, or at least they didn't used to, or maybe not as much or But whatever. Is, is that not considered a privilege then? Like an advantage that men have? Because that's the way I'm looking at it. Privilege in, in, the, in the wording of it's an advantage that men never have to fear in that sense. You, you walk freely. Whereas women, since they're little, I'm talking since you're, of you're, course, you're I know, talking I know. five, six, you, you're taught this. Again, it depends if you want to look at it from there or if you want to look at it from creepy dudes being taught that this is okay and harassing women. Because I think it's harassment. I think it's an attack. It's not a privilege that we're being given. We are stripping away a privilege that, you, that women should have. And it is uh, oppression, if you will. It is social oppression, if you will. I believe it's not as much as, as what, what's happening, but the wording that is used to describe what's happening. That to me, and I'm assuming to you uh, journalists, words are very important. And what you say and how you say it, when you say it, I believe those are, those are very important. So that's why the same, going back again to, to the feminism, like, and, and even the way that, that you, Gabby, said it, like, you ident like it's part of your identity to be a feminist. It, that's what you said, right? Um, yes, confirming. Okay. Like, I feel like words, they're very powerful. And the way that you use words really affect how people see and how people think. So, so how I, does male privilege make you think? What, do, what does your mind go to when you hear that phrase? It, it bothers me because using the same example as the car, that like you're walking at night to the car. I personally have feel like I'm very scary. Like I'm walking down a dark place and I'm always looking back personally. So I feel like that wouldn't be necessarily because of me being a male, more like me not being prepared to deal with whatever would happen. That's why I feel that way. So it could be possibly that that's also what's happening with females. Although it's obvious that if a huge guy comes behind you and gets you, you being a little woman, it's obviously not going to go well for you. So I, I, I understand where the fear is coming from, but I don't know if that's necessarily a privilege for a man to have because I am a man and I identify as a man and I feel scared when I walk to the car at night by myself. I was going to get heated with this, but I want to hear from Tony. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to be, to be heated then. <laughs> no, I don't have like that controversial of an opinion here. Like I'm the type of person that's always like very aware if I'm walking at night and I see a girl in front of me, like it's walking alone. I usually pull out my phone, try to act aloof just to make her comfortable because I am pretty aware of how like predatory 
guys can be and how uncomfortable it can make women. So in this case, in in social and like work and labor, I guess in this case, I would agree that there is the, my problem, I guess, like with the rest of Masinguentiocho is the use of the wording male privilege. I think it creates like a loop of victimization and that it's usually never productive. It's nice to call things what they are. Getting like the perfect term to use is a hard thing. I'm not sure if male privilege is the perfect term to call it or if it's an exaggerate, exaggerated term or if it's like a victimization term. But we what should would you try call it, Tony? Like, what's a word that you would use? I have no idea. That's why I said, like, I don't know what the perfect term. Would I, be. I think you realize that yourself. You're like, I'm purposely looking at my phone not to make a girl feel comfortable. If that was a guy, you wouldn't be going on your phone because you're like that. He's not even worried about that. Right. So what, but like you're it, conscious about it. So I think that we're very focused on the phrasing and the exact word and, and how it's portrayed in a, in a negative light. If it's really all encompassing and all we're really talking about is the mere concept of like what you were saying that you sort of understand or you can see how that woman who's you know walking next to you could be fearful of you even though you're not doing anything wrong obviously you're just walking but you perceive what she could perceive so you're just walking you know more casually looking on your phone whereas someone maybe like Pablo who's like walking by doesn't see anything wrong with it because obviously he's just walking around going about his day is completely not conscious of how she feels because he doesn't have to you know what I mean but it's just the fact that she could fear for her life even though Pablo's not doing anything wrong I guess maybe you're more conscious and aware of how the genders are different I I want to get to the point we're discussing words and as Jiki mentioned like we're journalists so we're going to be really focused on that but Tony brought up a really good point that it's is male privilege a feeling that men feel or a label that women gave to their feeling? But couldn't that be with any case? That's my frustration with this. When we call white supremacist or terrorist or jihadist or whatever the term is, that's a negative term. People are often like, oh, media, call it what it is. Call it what it is. And in this case, we don't want to call it what it is, but even if we don't call it what it is with the exact wording, we're talking about the concept of it. So just the fact that we're even battling this concept means that there is an it issue exists, yeah. at hand. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's my point. So sure. I feel like I sometimes when we're asking these questions, you guys are saying, well, I don't want to perceive it that way because I think you guys are so focused on how well-rounded the word is that you're, you're like, maybe I agree with parts of it, but I don't others because society portrays it in such a negative way that I don't want to be associated with that. When it comes down to the root of it, I think it's a yes or no question. There's a lot of elements that intertwine and it could be a gray area, but the basis of it. I mean, if the question is, is there a problem? Then yes, for sure. Okay. Definitely. There is a problem. Call it whatever you want. It's a problem. And words it. are symbols in the end. So you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> Let's move on. I had one hot topic, one hot topic before we do um, the little game show. Go and this it. is just for the men. If there was, obviously, we all know contraceptives are very popular. The birth, con- birth control is very popular. Yes, give it uh, to me, please. <laughs> I want it. There's many side effects that women endure taking these contraceptives. Um, yes. 
if there was a male birth control, would you take it? And if it Please. had the same side effects that you could possibly get from a female birth control, take weight gain, money. mood swings, acne, etc. Would you guys take it? I would definitely do it, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I've studied the side effects for both like men and women, and I would still take it just because it's so practical. Yeah. And it would put like, I think one of my greatest <laughs> fears is having a kid. <laughs> so, yeah. At this point in time or just in general? <laughs> I think in general. Yeah. <laughs> Abby and Danny, would you trust your significant others to take the male birth control every day at the same time in order for it to be effective full disclosure i'm on the shot so i would gladly <laughs> let someone take a shot every three months in Ow. an area that's not the most comfortable so if they a if they shot. can handle that for a few years by all means go do it <laughs> you know what you shout out to you all for being willing a medical fun fact real quick go for it please they're working on this surgery whereas you can the tube that connects like the the, the testes oh no the other no one. no isn't male yeah okay, the right. testes to like the rest of the sexual apparatus they're working on a thing where it's like a gate and you can push a switch on and off for it to like block it and open it so just interesting things wow I wonder how uncomfortable that might be, though. Yeah, I'm gonna Google this at like 2 a.m. Not even smoking. You're gonna be penis gonna be switch. Like, hey, Lewis, penis switch. <laughs> That'll be the best name ever. No. Where's my semen switch at? <laughs> Tony, I actually, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen that too. Yeah, it's I like an it's external an switch. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put it on like your thigh or something. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I've, I've it's, seen. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, you're willing to get it. You're willing okay. to get the switch. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for indulging me in that. Of um, course. Class. We're now gonna move on to our delightful game show, oh, and boy. I will preface: I'm gonna be asking the men stereotypical questions that they wouldn't know that a female would stereotypically know, and then I'm gonna go ahead and ask. The women stereotypical male questions that they would know. Okay. And the purpose right. of this, we're here to break stereotypes and prove that we're all smart in all genders and sexes. Hopefully, we can do that. You have five to ten seconds to answer each question. Oh yeah, Danny, I'm competitive. Are, are we doing this like? Are you calling our names or no? Are we just I'm first, the first one I'm, that answers. First, I'm gonna do the men. I'm so bad at this. Okay? I feel and like you're I won't just, even know the female ones. And you're just gonna shout out your answer. Okay. okay. You have one to, <laughs> you have about 10 seconds to answer. Okay. Oh boy. I'll be the buzzer. I'll be the buzzer. Don't, don't ask me anything about colors. That's all I'm going to Okay. Say. Get ready. <laughs> right. Okay. Ready, set. What type of beauty products does Paul Mitchell make? No idea. Makeup? <laughs> no, no, it's hair. It's hair. I remember. It's like, yes. and yeah, I remember yes. that. Good one. Good one. Okay. Which fashion designer created now infamous sequined pointed bra worn by Madonna? Nope. No idea. Dolce Gabbana? <laughs> good, good guess, John Paul Gutierrez. If you were born in May, what would be your birthstone? Nope. Opal? <laughs> Emma, <sighs> what shape is a princess cut diamond? Oh, um, isn't it ovalish? Don't. Nah, no, it's square. What is a pumice stone used for? Nope. Oh, this Protection. one's easy. <laughs> no, no, nope. removing dry skin. Oh wow! After, oh yeah! Okay, okay, yeah. okay, after, okay. All right. After you get a perm, what can you not do for two days? Shower. What is a perm? very good? Yes. yes. 
Hi guys, good job. A permanente, bro. Come on. Please. That I knew. Legally blind. If you get a French tip, what are you getting? A what? It, oh, it's, it's a nail. It's a nail. It's the white. Oh, What's yes. it called? What's it called? La Francesita. It's a nail. La Francesita. <laughs> okay, I'll give it. I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. Oh, close, my close. God. What does DKNY stand for? The brand DKNY. No, no way. I've seen it, but I have no idea. What Donna Karen, New it, York. Nah, I what knew does, it was New York. I didn't does, even know that. What does OBGYN stand for? Oh, obstetric and gynecology. Okay, he knows no, it. The doctor knows okay, it. Okay, this is a good one. What is the difference between pantyhose and stockings? Oh, one of them makes it all the way to the panties? You got it, boss, I think. Okay, should I give it to them, ladies? Is there more? <laughs> Can I get more on that? <laughs> it's <And> fair. <laughs> one is two pieces and the other one is just one. <laughs> No? Okay, that's fair. That's I don't fair. know. No, um, pantyhose, <laughs> pantyhose are one piece, stockings are thigh level, um, held up by garter belt. Okay, question okay, number 11. Go. When wearing an engagement ring and a wedding band together in America, which goes on the finger first? The engagement wedding band, ring, wedding band. very good. Yeah, that's because he's, he's, yeah, he's about to get married. That's that, he yeah, and he, no, he that's has to he, know. He was thinking about the, <laughs> the prince's cut diamond. Um, number 12. What does PMS stand for? uh pre-menstrual symptoms something. symptoms mm-hmm. what famous person no i don't know kylie, uh, kylie jenner i don't know yes very good no way <laughs> La pegaste, bro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what hairstyle is short with hair around the jawline is short oh the, the, the i know the one i just don't know the what's name what's it called what's it i don't called? know i don't know that name. Yeah. it's a man's name okay. it's called bob it's called bob, bob. oh Bob, that's terrible. <laughs> that's so abusive. The <laughs> what the was Bob the name of the Duke and Duchess of Windsor's first baby? What was the name of the Duke and Duchess? My of girlfriend Windsor's will know. Baby, Philip, Frederick. That was a good girl. A good guy. <laughs> Richard. The answer was George. Oh my God! Uh, what? We were there. We were there. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, you got nine. You got nine. not bad. Not All bad. right, how many were there? Uh, there were sixteen. Okay, so you got nice. Nice. more than half. That's actually good. That's actually good. That's really good. Oh, I didn't know half of those. So I'm yes. nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> I know nothing. I'm I was so like, sweating. maybe I'm not a good girl. Shit. <laughs> uh huh. Well, look at okay. You see, this is why we're breaking stereotypes. Okay, ladies, are you ready? No. What country <laughs> is Heineken beer from? Germany. No, Ireland. <laughs> Europe. Idea. Europe. Holland. 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 Um, I was how like, many... not Cuba. <laughs> not Cuba. <laughs> how many players make up a team in a game of ice hockey on the ice? How many players make up a 12? team? One team. 15? Oh, no, I know that one. Yeah. On, on, on the, the ice. ice. On, on the, the ice. ice. Nine? There's less. Eight? Seven? Higher Six, five, four, three, two. <laughs> that, time's up. What major car company uses a prancing horse as its, as its trademark? Mustang. Uh... Porsche? The other one. Ferrari? Yes. Okay. Where's Jack? What What was the answer to the hockey? Was it five? Five. Six. It was six. Oh, six. Oh, my gosh. I was so close. I've been to one Panthers game, y'all. What? Guys, you guys should have just guessed numbers. (laughs) Anyway. Where is Jack Jack Daniels whiskey made? Tennessee. Very good. What is the product WD-40? What WD, is what? The product WD40. 
Is that a hair product? <laughs> I have no idea. I know I use oh, the deodorant. The men really oil? like that that question. Is that deodorant? No, any any guess? No, is it like an oil? Don't <laughs> close. It's a general purpose lubricant. Oh, well, but oh, for, for everybody right. that is listening, we're just laughing. <laughs> right oh, we're all muted. Like, you know the word moist? Like it falls, it's like up there with lubricants. Yeah, I never no. casually say that word. Listen, whenever something's wrong, you just put WD-40 on it and it'll be wow. fine. No, yeah. I thought you need something to be together. I never would call it a lubricant. I was like, Echate el oil. Like that's it. It's like el oil. La vaselina. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fix-all. <laughs> Your ladies mad just great. That was great, bro. <laughs> Number six. What baseball team calls Fenway Park their home? Oh, I should know. Fenway this. Park. Boston. What, what's her team called? The Red Sox. Very oh, good. Red Boston Red Sox. Go. Okay. Look at look at you. I but me and Diana um, know baseball. I know. Porsche automobiles are made in what country? Italy? Uh, no. Wrong. Germany. Fuck. Wow. In baseball, what inning do you stretch? Seven? Very good. Wow, I have no idea how I know. When they're all on the table, how many solid balls are there in pool? Counting the white one? Oh, how many solid balls are in pool? Oh, eight, five, four, nine. Nine. You were so close. Yeah, you were so close, Gabby. If an athlete wins the Heisman Trophy, what sport are they playing? Football. Golf? Oh, that one I didn't know. On most motorcycles, which foot do you use to change gears? On most motorcycles, which foot do you use to change gears? Right. Very good. Other than gasoline, name two fluids you put in your car. Water. Windshield wiper fluid. Water. Wait. And, and, and. Uh, coolant. Okay, that was good. That was wow. good. That's, that's okay. In baseball, what does ERA stand for? Why so much baseball? Yeah, I have no idea. ERA. Extra run, extra run. Eh, butter, butter, butter. Earned run <laughs> average. You're closer. What, what do the initials BMX represent? Bike, motocross. Bicycle, bike, motocross. Should I give it to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, it's more what does it stand for? Bicycle, motocross. You're close. Okay, cool. That's close. In golf, a hole in one is called a hole in one. <laughs> That's not a birdie. Ace. ace. Oh, oh. For, what color is the positive terminal in most car batteries? Black. <laughs> Mine is black. Yeah. White. Uh, red. 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 You would have blown up the car. <laughs> black is negative usually. Okay. So one point difference. Wait, there's. I have. I have no, extra questions. Come on. No, no, no. So right now it's Wait, nine to it? it's nine to eight. Yeah. And gentlemen, go. you're up by one point. I didn't know most of the next one. Though. They're a That's little not fair. harder. There's three of them. Well, also numbered. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this one's cool. a little harder. And it's I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask it, and it's gonna be open to anybody. Okay. Whoever says it first, each answer is worth three points. Valley. Sure. Okay. <laughs> In honor of Women's History Month, they will be Women's History Month questions. Okay. Number one, who was the first black woman elected to Congress? She's very famous. I'm sure she is. I hate his. I don't do. She was friends with Cherry. Oh my God, this is gonna bother me. Who was the first black woman elected to Congress? Very famous. She was also one of the first women to run for president. Oh, Time's up. Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm. Ah! Who was the show 
Hone Indian woman who served as guide and interpreter on the Lewis and Clark expedition. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Pocahontas yes. Hey, I said it first. It's no, not, it's not Lewis and Clark. Oh, uh, Lewis and Clark. Wait. Who was the... In, uh, so, I'm, I want to mispronounce it. Oh, Shohone. wait. No. Shoshone. Shoshone Indian. She's on the back of a dollar... Uh, the coin, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, guys? Sacagawea. Yes, I did know this. <laughs> oh, I didn't. my God. No, first I time, first time I hear that name. No, I no. heard that before. Come on. Fourth grade. For real. Fourth You're grade. testing American history. That's like. <laughs> it's the first time I hear that name. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. The following quote. I think about how much we owe to the women who went before us. Legions of women, some known, but many more unknown. I applaud the bravery, the bravery and resilience of those who helped us all, you and me, to be here today. Was made by which famous American woman? Michelle Obama. Good guess, though. <laughs> Come on, any guesses? Is it uh, the- AOC? Can you no. give us more of a like a yeah, context? context? Is it the it judge? Again. Is it the Supreme Court <laughs> judge that just died recently? That's Ruth Sonia Sotomayor. No, okay. That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But did Sonia oh, Sotomayor yeah. say it? It was RBG. It was RBG. I'm not. Oh, so I got it. it. No. Oh man. Because he had mentioned it, he was like, yeah. "Oh, is it the?" Uh, oh. Okay. As Name. vice president of the United Farm Workers, what woman has been vital in speaking for civil and economic rights for farm workers throughout the U.S.? Dolores Huerta. Very good. Wow. Dang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What movement began July 13th, 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York? <laughs> Women's <laughs> suffrage? Yeah. A women's rights movement. Yeah. Who, what woman was turned down by 29 medical schools before being accepted as a student, graduated at the head of her class, and became the first licensed woman doctor in the U.S.? Is it Ruth? No. no. Doctor, doctor, I don't know. Is it Marie Curie? <laughs> no, <laughs> she's not American. She's not, yeah. <laughs> 29. Okay, guys. Elizabeth Blackwell. Mm, Last question. Know. Come on, gentlemen. The 19th <laughs> Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees all American women the right to vote. To vote. And was first introduced... <laughs> <January>. <laughs> it was first introduced January 1878. What year was this amendment finally ratified 1980 The 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees all American women the right to vote. Mm -hmm. It was first introduced 1878. What year was it amended? The right to vote. The right to vote. Not 1990. I'm over this. 1920. We just celebrated 100 years. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if anyone has any final comments. Yes, I open the floor. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for letting us be here. Uh, It's been a very heated but i feel peaceful debate yeah uh, which i really enjoyed that's what we try to do also in 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 our own podcast uh we try to do that but in spanish 
We try to do the same thing, although we all seem very similar. I come from a psycho, a humanistic point, background. Uh, Tony has a medical degree or pursuing an right, yeah. degree, and Fernando is an engineer. So, although we seem similar, we're very different in the way that we think. Pablo, tell the people where they can follow your podcast and where they can hear more of your controversial topics sure i mean if you google us at mas 58 if you youtube you could do anchor you could do spotify just write the write out the word mas 58 and you'll find us easily i want to thank our guests for joining us today gabby and danny thank you for participating in this heated debate and remember guys Make sure to grab someone, ask them, Oye, let's talk about male privilege and feminism. <laughs>